You're listening to Live from My Mother's Basement with me, Mike Marino. I like to start without my glasses so I look kind of handsome. And a one, and a two, and a three. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Live from My Mother's Basement with yours truly, comedian, actor, I never say actor. I always say comedian. Comedian Mike Marino. What's happening, everybody? How you doing? It's so nice to be back. Let me introduce you to tonight's gorgeous, fun, unbelievably talented guest who's originally from California. We never get that. This is April Diamond, everybody. Show a little love. Send us some money. (laughs) We do get money. We like money. We have an hour to make a couple of dollars, at least two and a half cents. <laughs> You'll see when that bell rings, it's the funniest thing because they actually can send money okay. while they're watching the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is April Diamond. I have waited two years to get her on the show. <laughs> Our schedule, it seems oh like it's been gosh. two years. At least, yeah, at least Haven't I been trying to get you here for yes. so long? But she's so busy with her incredible career that we're all going to talk about. And finally, tonight at 5 o'clock here in California, she said, you know what? I'm on my way by to get some food. I'm in the area. I'll stop in. <laughs> That's how I finally got her. But you've totally. been on my morning walk. Yes, we've done the morning walk a couple of times. A few times. Yeah. And a lot of her fans became my fans. Thank yes. you. And ditto. Back, uh, ditto. Back well, we're going to do it again tonight because I want everybody to follow April Diamond. Thank you. Not home to her house. But on the internet, <laughs> so weird. We got. I'm at this age, going follow me. Whereas a long time ago, who are you following? Right. Don't don't who follow following? me, but follow me. Right. So April Diamond here is yes. a California girl. I am. I always accuse you of being from the South. I don't know why. I always think you're like this Texas girl. I've gotten that before about being from the South, but my family originally is from the South, from uh, like back east and Missouri and who knows you know I never lived there as a kid I grew up here I See, was born I, here so I don't know why I would yeah. say yeah you look like you're from Missouri that's television because when <laughs> we're watching television we're thinking oh she got to be like a Texan or something I wouldn't <laughs> have thought California yeah although you have no accent whatsoever I don't No. okay I don't hear the valley girl thing I don't hear any Texas thing you have right. all American speech you're lucky I don't have an accent. It's interesting. Now, I have to ask you a question about accents. Uh oh. Since you've got the Joyzy, is it Joyzy? The <laughs> yeah. Joyzy accent. Good, good. Bang it out. <laughs> so, what, like, you have an accent, but I don't. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So, some people come from the East Coast and say that there are people that LA does have an accent. Right. And I want to know what they mean by that. Do, how do we have an accent? Well, a long time ago when that movie Valley Girl came out, that's when everybody was thinking everybody in the valley here in California was like, oh, my God, or whatever that was. And then um, the, the the draw that seems to be happening now, like there's this one scene on in a TV show. The guy goes into a Starbucks and she goes, how would you like your coffee? Like she's singing some kind of a song. And I think that's what we think the California accent is. And then... The surfers in like Malibu and Ventura, mm-hmm. San Diego, and it's like, dude. Although it's really not an accent, it might be some kind of a, I don't know, stoner. It, that, <laughs> that's just the beach life, I think. Yeah. But uh, most of my friends that are from here, well, some of them are from here and some of them are from the East Coast or from around the country, around the world. 
They some of them think we have accents, some of them don't, and a lot of them expect that thing that you're talking about. Yeah. That, that beach surfer dude surfer. kind of thing. The beach. But that's really only a handful of people that live in those areas. You know, near the beach and coastal. Like in Southern California it's not just all ocean. You know, there's the inland areas and Burbank. Yes, Burbank and even beyond that, you know, all of all of those cities behind that. You see what the movies so, do to us? Yeah. They make us think, cash, that's the money. Let's see who wrote us and sent us some money. Brian Figueroa. Thanks, Brian. 50 cent. Thank you, sir. <laughs> we appreciate that. People keep on right. coffee with that. <laughs> no, you can't, especially at Starbucks. No. I need 50 cents that. actually did buy a cup of coffee at one time. I don't think it does anymore anywhere, even no. if you went to some diner. It's at least 2.25, I think, anywhere. I was drinking Starbucks every day inside the Tropicana this week because that was the only thing that was there. $6. $6 for black coffee because that's the way I drink, just black, and I like to put my cream and sugar in. More money. Who's got that money? A thousand cents. That's right. We just got a coffee. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brian. Thanks. Keep on sending in the uh, money, folks. We appreciate it. Besides, we think it's funny. <laughs> it is. Thanks for the coffee. Not coffee, but Coffee. I always say it's money. Right? It's actually stars. Send us the stars. It's free. We're just clowning around. <laughs> that 50 cents is more than your residual he check. Said get a large. Oh, yeah. A grande. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love when the people watch yeah. so intensely because someone just made a comment about mm -hmm. a residual check. I was talking about the writer's strike. Oh, yeah. And I just happened to get a residual from a movie I did 20 years ago for two cents. Oh, really? Two and it's two cents, and you know, the, uh, I don't know how much a stamp is, but it's a lot more than two cents. I'm and the paperwork. I'm wondering. Like, I, ha I got a check one time from some random place for six cents, and I'm like, should I just keep this check so I can show people? I kept it. Is it worth it to cash two cents or no. six cents? I no. mean, really, come on. It's not going to gain interest or nothing, not but you can frame it, put it on the wall. More money, and this one's coming from Mike Marino. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> I appreciate that. 200 cent. It's actually two star, 200 stars, but since it says cent, I like to say cents because I think it's money. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a thing called ad cents. Yes. Don't you get a little cash from uh, being on the internet? If you monetize your channel, you can make money on AdSense, and that is YouTube, but we're not on there right now. I guess Right, but be. it's going to be. Oh, it will be. And okay. once this goes on YouTube, we make a couple of dollars, enough to buy a full grande. A full. <laughs> mm -hmm. Full, like, kind of like eight bucks or something? Six, seven, eight bucks? Six fifty okay. for plain. Thank you so much for the cash, everybody. I can't Thank believe you. this. This is more money than I've ever made in the first three minutes of a podcast. Woo woo! Yes, I think it it's has something hat. to do with... It's a sparkly hat right the, here, right here, the April Diamond hat. That's I right. don't know if it's the hat or the person who's wearing the hat. Maybe. Come on, and I don't have a hat on, so there it is. So we're talking with April Diamond. She's a yeah. superstar, and she's from California. So where exactly were you born? Now watch this, everybody, very closely because there's a lot of people from New York, New Jersey, different parts of the world watching this other than the California people who yes. are going to say, oh, she must be from like San Diego. Maybe she's from Ventura. No. No. There's different areas of California that not everybody's familiar with because they don't do movies about certain areas. So tell us. That's true. So I live... I originally was born in uh, a city, which I won't say, because I'm going to keep my, my 
private life's private. Private. But uh, it's kind of like when you're, there are some cities on the way, on the 10, on the way to Palm Springs, going east. My uh, family and I'm originally from one of those cities on the way, out of L.A. Oh, really? Going to Palm Springs, yes. That's an original city? There's a lot of cities on the way going from L.A. to Palm Springs, about a two-hour drive. So one of those cities is one of the cities I'm from. Okay, so I can help you out with this. We don't want you guys to know where her family's from to protect the innocent. But on the way to Palm Springs, there are a lot of cities that actually have nothing to do with what people think California is all about. It's suburban. It's suburban. And they have regular trees, too. Like when you go to Sacramento, they have maple trees and they have Mm -hmm. palm trees all mixed in. Whereas around this area, you basically either see palm trees or buildings. Yeah. (laughs) And stop signs. But... Uh, and then if you get down to Palm Springs, it almost feels like you're in another world. To me, Palm Springs doesn't look like California. It yeah. just looks like Palm Springs, America. Yeah, it's the desert. It's definitely different than L.A. It's uh, a lot of pink and blue and deserty and cactusy looking. And hot. And hot. Real hot. They keep the hose on all day. <laughs> they, they have the steamers lining up all of the uh, eateries and all the places that you walk Is it actually so, called a steamer? Not steamer. Spray, uh, the misters. I a mist. Say. Yeah, they spray mist because it's so hot. So it's kind of like Vegas, you know. The heat, it, it hits there like Vegas. Now, people say when they live in the desert, they say, well, it's a dry heat, so it's not that bad. I'm just saying, when it's 120 degrees, that's kind of, that's bad. It's hot. <laughs> it's real hot. It's really hot, you know. So they have these things around the restaurants. The misters. They're like, yeah, and it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, you're getting spit on while you're having your dinner. It just showers you with like a little <laughs> sprinkle. It's really cool, but you actually need it. You do. By the time it comes down to you, it dissipates. It's, it's gone. True. It's like, what? And, you know, you're eating out there. You, it's true. If you had some ice cream outdoors, believe me, it's going to be, gone be on your elbow. <laughs> All gone. Yeah. All gone. Totally. So... But then you move up to this area, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of people know where I am. I'm in the North Hollywood area, yeah. which at one time this was not a great neighborhood. Now it's called the NoHo Arts District. There's a lot of theaters here. There's a lot of restaurants here. There's comedy clubs. There's so many venues to actually go watch an artist sing, yeah. from Burbank to Studio City to North Hollywood to mm-hmm. or Ventura Boulevard. Just tons of great, yeah. great venues. So when you were born here, when did you start getting into the actual show business? Uh, singing started at a young age, really started uh, growing up. My family always attended church on Sundays and singing in choirs. And uh, that gospel music was something that was part of my upbringing. So I really, you know, I, I really got into the arts that way hearing some of those choir ladies. I mean, you know what I mean. Those gospel choirs and those huge voices. I was really well, attracted to that. I yes and that. no. I no. went to Catholic school, so and sometimes the, sometimes the priests did the singing. Yeah. Once in a while you might get a singer. We yeah. called that funeral. <laughs> we never really had somebody come out there and just belt it out, and you yeah. won't, I'm going to church next Sunday. You should have seen <laughs> this girl singing. That's, that was always the thing I looked forward to. So we always had great music in church. Um, and so my grandmother, who was probably one of the biggest influences in my life as a kid, she would play, she played the piano and she played the organ. So she would bounce back between the two during church services. 
um, piano to get started for the praise music and the organ at the end when we did the praying for people or whatever. And uh, so, you know, as a seven, eight-year-old, my grandmother's like, sing, baby girl, sing. And I was shy. You know, I'm like, I don't want to sing. I don't want to sing. I don't want to mess up. I don't want people to hear my voice. Ah, you know, I was shy. And uh, I was a shy kid. And, and finally, my grandmother got it in her that she's like, okay, I'm going to, this girl's going to sing. Like, you're a singer, Miss April, Miss Granddaughter. You're a singer. I want you to sing. I want you to sing a solo in church. And I was just like, panicked. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do that. So, you know how you, when your uh, grandparents are like, so honey, did you pick a song for church? Are you going to sing? And I'm just like, oh, every birthday, every holiday, every family gathering, I'm like, I got to hide from grandmother. I got to hide from grandma. I don't want to talk not, to grandma. Not your parents. Parents, it was your grandma. My grandma. I got to hide from grandma. Cause, and then my grandma would go to my parents and say, look, she needs to take piano lessons. She needs to take voice lessons. She needs to be in musicals. She needs to do stuff. She's a performer. And they're like, well, she's shy, you know, whatever. We'll get her in there eventually. So uh, I decided that since my grandmother was relentless and wouldn't let me off the hook, I was going to have to sing. So I did. And not only that, I enrolled in the piano lessons because she was very like, you got to play the piano, April. I'm like, okay. So uh, I have to thank her for that because. Thank you, Grandma. There's my, there's my people. All right, What's my up? people. What's up? Her people. Stay tuned. This is going to get crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get crazy. How old were you when you were talking about this uh, first appearance in church? Eight. Eight? That's so tiny. I was tiny. Were you petrified? Did yes. you belt it out? Yes, I did. Did when everybody I... say, oh, she's so cute? Yeah, I, they I said I did it really well, and I just remember, like, sweat coming down, and I hardly remember the performance because I was scared. But once it was over, I was like... I think I like that. You know, I like this. I liked it. I got to do this again. Yeah. That's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Grandma, <laughs> call everybody. Yeah, she, well, she did. Yeah, she called everybody. What was grandma's name? Verna May. Verna May. See, I knew there was going to be a cool name. Yeah. Verna May. Verna May. She from California? She was originally from Missouri with There the you go, Missouri, Verna May. That's where Verna May comes from. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they came out here. My dad was out here, grew up here. And uh, our family, you know, got so you, bigger. You have brothers and sisters? Yes, I do. I have brothers and one sister. Okay. Were they in show business or are you the only one? You know, my, my one brother is. He's in a top 40 band and he's probably more talented than I am in terms of like he can play anything. He can play any song. He has perfect pitch, and I'm the one with the vocal performance degree. I have a vocal performance degree from Azusa Pacific University. You know, I'm, a, I'm an educated pianist and uh, um, vocal coach and that kind of thing. But my brother has the brilliance. Like, some people just have what they call perfect pitch, meaning you could sing any note or you could hear a note on a, um, any instrument, and he could say, oh, that's an F sharp or that's a B or that's an A, and that's my brother. Me? I have what's called relative pitch. So with all of my education, I don't have what he has. So it's kind of interesting. There's a such thing as a relative pitch? Yes. What meaning, does that mean? Meaning I can find C and count up, but and, and I can do that in my head. But my brother can hear a note and know exactly what it is right in the moment, and that's called having perfect pitch. And oh, it's incredible. Wow. Two I... years of guitar lessons, and then he has that, and then, you know. All my years of education, so there you go. Do you play with your brother at all? You guys do shows we do. together? We we have recently. 
talked about doing an album together. So once I finish this album that I'm doing, um, and the video that we're about to make for Feel So Good, that's happening. So if you guys uh, go to Spotify and follow April Diamond on Spotify and stream my songs, hit the heart button and hit the arrow down button. And send some money. And send some money. You could send some money. You could support the action. Support the talent. Thank you. I have garbage pitch. You know what that means? <laughs> I never heard of garbage pitch. I got a garbage pitch. That means when I hear a note, I'm nowhere near it. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? The garbage. I think, you, I think you just made that up. I did, of course, but I can't sing. Nice. My brother's got a great voice. I don't mm -hmm. know what his pitch is, but um, he always told me, because I played the drums, and when I was in the band. You played I, the drums? Yeah, I'm a drummer. Oh, my gosh. Not really a, a drummer, 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 but I can play. I played wow. most of my life in high school drummer. and college because... A lot of comedians are drummers. That's mm -hmm. why we get good timing. Yes. Supposedly, if you look at it, there's mm. a lot of comedians who are drummers. In fact, there's a lot of comedians who wish they were singers. Mm, there's yeah. a lot of singers who wish they were comedians. Everybody wants something else that somebody else is doing. Well, if they want to learn to sing, you know, I can teach them. Well, there you go. I think she's going to try to teach me. Could you imagine she teaches me one lesson by the end of the day goes, no, I was wrong. I, I can't, get you ready I can't teach everybody. What the hell is in your mouth, kid? <laughs> Damn. But, I um, could teach you to sing. I would love to be able to sing. I just... Uh, In fact, I'm writing two books on vocal training. One for speakers to help speakers be more confident about the sound of their voice and you know how to not beat up your voice and that kind of thing. And for what you do. And uh, for singers specifically, learning how to more have a more powerful voice at different levels. And so that's going to be happening over the summer. I actually should take a vocal lesson or have a coach because... I just did 14 shows in Las Vegas. Wow. And the temperature is different. That dry heat, that desert. By the seventh show, I'm like, hey, everybody, how are you? Yeah. Well, that's... I and mean, then by the last few shows, because I don't have good technique, I really don't, a speaking technique, I'm screaming. And it's not coming from the diaphragm. It's all right from here. Then you start going, dude, what's wrong with your throat? Uh, thank you. Good night. No, you actually, you, you have a good, your voice is rich and strong and powerful. I don't hear any vocal like tiredness. Sometimes people are speaking and their voice gets tired and you can hear the raspiness in the voice. I don't hear that in your voice. So you do use your diaphragm. You just don't know it. Probably sometimes like just, just after normal wear and like wear and tear on your voice, meaning you're on, you're uh, doing your stand up every night and you're in air conditioning, and you're in hot and cold and that kind of thing, that all affects it. Yes. Air conditioning yeah. jacks me up. That's especially when I'm in the car for a certain amount of time, and it's very hot out, and you got yeah. the air conditioner on, but I'm like, I can't. Something's not right. Am I getting too old? <laughs> no, it's just, it, that's how the vocal cords work. They need moisture. <laughs> they need moisture. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few people got that. Anyhow, That's funny. <laughs> I would like to drink some lotion sometimes. <laughs> I feel like I, I got a scratchy throat. Because the some... water just doesn't get, after a while, the water doesn't uh, have that same, it doesn't keep it moist. So what you can do, what you can do is uh, you get yourself some throat lozenges, ones that don't have sugar. The sugar makes them goopy and yucky. Get the ones that are sugar-free. I personally use the ones from doTERRA, which I highly recommend. What is it? doTERRA essential oils. All right, well, watch this. She's going to beat me up. You know what I use? What? Um, Ricola. 
Okay. It's okay. Well, there's two of them. Oh, One's... actually, Ricola is good. That's the herbal one, right? Yeah, that's a good one. The honey, but there's one with sugar in it, one. and that's the one I use. Mm. There is one with no sugar. Mm-hmm. The one with sugar turns your entire mouth brown. <laughs> you look like you had a cup of coffee. <laughs> but sometimes I actually perform with a Ricola in the side of my mouth, so it leaks down my throat. Yeah. Is that a bad thing? No, no, it's good. Just don't choke. Yeah. Don't swallow it. Um, I, I would really like to take a vocal co- uh, class. And, um, I can so help you with that. You're growing up. You got family. Your brother's a musician. Yeah. Now you're in California. You're in the Hollywood uh, realm of yeah. getting in the game. Mm-hmm. So what have you been doing, and when did you start, and uh, where were you singing? Like, someone just asked me if I wanted to go Wednesday night to the whiskey. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to the whiskey in 15 years. I didn't even know anybody went there anymore. It's to see a new band. Sure. For people who listen in, the Whiskey A Go Go, I guess, is a legendary Hollywood, yeah, that and the Roxy. Place. The Roxy. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a few more at, at one time? Maybe they're yeah. not there anymore. But they, I mean, they're there for hundreds of years. Yeah. Did you start there? Did you go there? Um, I think I did one or two at the very beginning. Um, it's been like a few years. Uh, but mostly the kinds of things I perform at are at events or um, I'll do a few concerts here and there. I do a lot of fundraising things. I like that. Um, but I've been in the studio mostly in the last year or so, finishing up an album and... Money! Thank money. you. Let's see sure. who sent it. Oh, we got to do a shout out to these people who do the money. Okay. Renata Kanopka. How do you say it? Renata Kanopka. Kanopka. It's um, Polish. Okay. Or Hawaiian. 50 stars. Woo. Let's do it together. Thank you, Thank Renata. You. Thank, Thank you, Renata. Thank you, Renata. Thank you, Ingrid. Thank you, Ingrid. Hello. <laughs> Nobody watched this. Well, I can't even say that name. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Mike Marino. Thank you, Maria Mana. Maria Mana is a singer, and mm-hmm. her and I just did three shows together in Canada. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then Hello, some Mike selling us uh, some Zambuka. April, shirts. you are coming in loud and clear in Lancaster, UK. Hey. All right, United Kingdom. Hello. What's happening? What's happening? England? And that's just the over UK. there. All right. So, so the music that you're singing, that you're singing in studios, this is original music? Yeah, uh, it's original music. Um, I Got the Music in Me is the one that's the cover. That's the one that uh, went to number one on eight national new music radio charts. Congratulations. Send the money now. Did Send you hear money. that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was that was awesome. Um Radio really loved that song. That's a remake of the Kiki D uh, 1974 hit, I Got the Music in Me. Do you remember her? I remember that. Okay. So you did a remake I did, of I, that song, I Got the Music in Me. Yes, and I included a show choir from Burbank. There goes the money. They weren't even hey, kidding. It's all yours. Look at that. Thank you, Renata. Thank you, Renata. Go ahead. So these show choir kids... Show choir is kind of a big deal here in Southern Cal. There are a lot of show choir kids, and John Burroughs High School giving a shout-out to those kids. Um, They're the first show choir to be featured on a recording artist single that is charting on radio, so that's never happened before. Um, And I'm really proud of them. They did an incredible job on the vocals. They're just incredible, hardworking, like, accurate. Did you meet them? Oh, yeah. 
They were in there. Yeah, some of them I used to coach, like vocally. I would do vocal uh, workshops. How, ma how many? Coach them. Uh, there's there are probably 60, 58 kids in this particular choir. They're called Powerhouse. But when they're singing and they're recording for you, there's that many. Yeah. Wow. All right. They so they recorded let's... four parts. They did four part harmony, which is not easy. Yeah. You got to know your stuff. You got to be a you singer. Be good. <laughs> you, I, you gotta have I'm a, a garbage voice. You got to have a great director and you have to know how to read music. And the requirements to join that choir are like over the top, way beyond high school. So anyway, if, I was. Uh, wait a minute. Let's let's stay on this real quick because mm -hmm. I want to explain to everybody what they might not be understanding because I'm not 100 percent on it. But I got an idea. Okay. Choir kids. Yeah. And they get together and they sing these songs. They could really do tremendous stuff for music, yeah. your song, and movies, especially scary movies. When you hear those <laughs> kids sing those choir songs yeah. like, oh, 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 he, oh, 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 like, oh, oh my God, yeah. the ghost is coming. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> but That's true. Let's see if I'm... Uh, kind of right on this one. Okay. I think one of the most famous songs mm -hmm. for the operatic kids in mm -hmm. was a Rolling Stone song. You can't always get what you want. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, it was and a boys choir. And they start the song off. I think that was a boys choir. A boys choir? I think. All right, but it's along the same type of a thing. Kind of. Show choir is a little different because with show choir, they actually dance and sing and perform in costumes and the whole bit. Oh. Mm -hmm. And oh, sing live. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. a lot of talent. It's a lot. It's like musical theater. I just love when songs have the choir in it. Mm -hmm. It's just super cool. Yeah. And they start that song mm -hmm. with the choir, the boys' choir. Yeah. So how did you come about doing this? I mean, how, do you, how does somebody say, you know what, I think I want a bunch of kids, and I want some backup vocals, and, yeah. and it's going to go like this, and... And there's going to be a rock that comes through the chimney. I mean, how do you, how do you do it? <laughs> um, it's because uh, I had worked with them and I heard what they did, and the song needed like the the type of thing that my producer arranged. It needed like an echo, uh, an echo and response kind of thing. Like they sing and I sing off them, and we bounce off back and forth. And I'm like, I could bounce off back and forth of myself, or I could do it with a choir, like a like backup singers. And I said, why don't we include the choir with that big full choir sound behind me? And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that was the magic because that song stayed on eight national new music radio charts for 24 weeks. 24 weeks playing in 35 markets all over the country. Millions of people heard that song. And they responded incredibly saying, we love April, but with that choir? And then my producer played the trumpet. David Longoria played the trumpet. But the choir just stood out. People absolutely loved it. They loved it. And they still play it to this day. You probably still hear it somewhere in, in uh, some of your states. So the song that's playing on today's advertisement is a different song? Or yes, this, this is a, the new single, Feel So Good. Feel So Good. Yeah, that one's currently out, and the new remixes are out, and I'm about to shoot a video for that song. This is exciting. Okay, so... Yeah. She's going to let us know where you can hear it, where you can see it, what station, all of that good stuff. But at right. least I, I figured out about the choir because that's always so interesting to me. Right. You really do hear some incredible music and scary music m movies with the kids. Yeah. Kids are the scariest things in the movies. <laughs> I love it. 
The boys' choir. Yeah, the boys' choir. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> the bad guys are coming. <laughs> they always all sound like they're from England. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, well, that's really, really great. So how many songs are on, let's say, your first album as opposed to the new album? or, And how do you even come up with music? So many people are going to say to you, how do you write a song? Yeah. Is it about heartbreak? Is it yeah. about the loss of a love? Sometimes. Well, how do you get that? You got to be honest and tell your story, which is not so easy. It's like it's it's like getting personal, you know, without telling too many details. But you know, you you get personal. Like some of our favorite songs, like think of all the songs that you listen to, or that people listen to, and we hear them over and over, and we're like, man, I really love that song because it's telling a story. It's about somebody's life, and you can relate to it. So I think, I think some of the best songs are songs that are about experiences, that tell the world something about your life, that tell a story. And it's usually something that people can relate to. And <coughs> I get ideas from song, for songs by, uh, I'll listen to other artists that inspire me, and I will take it back to something that I've experienced, uh, an, an experience, uh, a person, a something that happened, uh, a moment where, you know, I had something amazing happen, something really sad that broke my heart, you know, those are not the fun things, but those are the, the real things, you know, those are the things that people really relate to and understand, but I really like the celebratory kind of songs, you know. Don't we all, because yeah. getting depressed because of a song sucks. Yeah, it does. However, sometimes you listen to those songs and you're like, oh, I'm going to kill that girl. Oh, I, miss, <laughs> I miss my girl. Or it makes you remember a time in your life uh, that, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You, you hear a song on the radio, I'm like, oh, my God, I was 12 when I first heard that. It was buying <laughs> ice cream. I wonder what happened, happened to those people. Oh, you my know? gosh. Yeah, so it's, I mean, I'm, I'm big on the celebration part. And I like big overproduced songs. I say overproduced because I like all the production to be big. I like people to be able to sing along with it in the car. I like it to be repetitive so that you learn it really fast and you sing it over and over and you enjoy, you know, the time. I think singing in the car and I think singing in the car and singing in life, you celebrate times together, you can sing together, you remember moments with music. I think music is integral to life. I think it, it reminds us of things and brings us all together, right? Yes, while music is great, I mean, yeah. I love the 80s, I love the 90s, that's my time. Yeah. I think there's a lot of songs out these days that suck, quite honestly. I mean, they have no <laughs> no story to it. Yeah. It's just a backbeat with some kind of quick lyric, mm -hmm. and they win awards, and you feel like, oh, come on now. <laughs> come on now. Where's the, rest of Where's the band? <laughs> Where's the rock and roll? Where's the disco, I guess? I don't Yeah, rock and roll has quite a following, that, that classic rock crowd. Yeah. That's that's definitely uh, there. There are some. Loyal Hopefully, it's going to make there. a nice big big comeback. There are some bands that make you happy. Yeah. If you had your choice to play in a performance place, mm -hmm. not a bar, but like a performance place, mm -hmm. like the whiskey. Yeah. Would you be by yourself or with a big band? Um, it would probably be. Uh, I don't know if it would be a huge band, maybe a few players, um, and I definitely would definitely have to have a piano on stage because I would play, play and sing. Because I have a couple of you play, I do, and I used to teach piano too. Ooh. But I'm gonna play. I have a couple of uh, songs, ballads that I'm writing that I'm gonna play piano and sing. So that's gonna be exciting. We should have did this podcast at her house so that <laughs> I could be sitting behind the piano right. recording while she's playing and singing, yeah. and I'm just sitting there drinking a beer. <laughs> oh, mama. 
No kidding. You play. I think one of the coolest things is people play the piano and sing. I always wondered how they did that. You know, there's some people who play the piano, sing, and then all of a sudden the harmonica pops in their face. And you're like, come on. I don't know the harmonica, but I know people that do that. Yeah? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It is. Is that your instrument, the piano? The piano is, yeah. You play guitar too or no? My brother plays guitar. He's really good. Uh, but yeah, no, mainly it's the piano for me and just, you know, sit down and play some of the songs that inspire me and play things I hear in my head and just, you know, goof around. I think, I think songwriting is, uh, and creating melodies and that kind of thing. It has to be something where you're free to do whatever you want and there's not a mistake necessarily. It's not a mistake. We play things or we hear things and I think people hesitate in songwriting and I know I have in the past because we feel like we need to play something or sing something or hear something that's right. And when you're creating, you're creating a story, you're creating a sound, and you need to let yourself you know, move through that experience and just let yourself have like all kinds of different sounds. And even if they don't all match, so at some point it starts to connect. But you got to put that first step out there and make some sound, right? I, it's that always confusing me. What, what do you make first, the sound or the lyric? Um, it just depends. This is so confusing. <laughs> How does anybody write a song? Do you just get your piece of paper and yeah. you get your pen and you're like, she broke my heart. <laughs> I'm going to hunt her down and steal her laundry. I don't know. How do you do it? And then how do you add the music to that? Dun, dun, dun. No, that doesn't work with laundry. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, there's the suds. That's she the broke suds. My heart she, and she stole my like that? She stole my, stole my laundry. Something like that? Yes. She broke my heart. Where's my G string? Stole my laundry. There's the song. There's the beginning of it. That's the hook. I tend to never realize that I actually write. I am a writer. But I only write for me. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I'm a writer, writer. But sometimes I'll come up with a new joke and I'm like, wow, that is hilarious. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I wrote that. <laughs> wow. Pretty cool. And then you write something and you add to it. Yeah. Then you add more to it. And then it becomes the greatest thing you've ever put on paper. Mm -hmm. And then you record it and you're like, wow, I'm a genius. Right? But I can't write a song. <laughs> I can't write a song. Well, it's probably because you think of yourself in terms of like how you talk to the people and how you make jokes and, and that kind of thing. But if you took some of those funny experiences and put a little beat to that, you probably have lots of songs. You just don't know it. I wonder. Here's a comedy comedy song. Where's my underwear? <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> Get your brother. <laughs> I'll play the drums. Believe me, he may have already written it. <laughs> oh, no. Where's my underwear? <laughs> my underwear is mixed with yours, Dan. <laughs> yeah, he I may I became already... a southern singer all of a sudden. I don't know why. He may have already written that song, honestly. My brother wrote a song about I don't want to wear a tie. He's like, this is my song as to why I don't want to go to church with a tie, Mom. And well, he started me... playing. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, it was funny. How many songs have you written, do you know? Um, I have songs that aren't finished, and then I've written a couple more. Um, I don't know. I've probably written 20 songs or more. Um, and I say that because I have lots of ideas, probably hundreds of ideas, but the ones that have like started to take shape that you're actually going to hear, will be they'll be uh, like probably the next three or four, and then the others that are behind it, you know, it's kind of like you find your top ones that you love, because my producer writes a lot of the songs too. 
And then you take that and then you go back and finish these and you go to the next round. It's like I work out and, and go back and redo the ones. But there's always the ones, the ideas that come to the top, you know, like the cream, like the, the main ones that you really love. So you focus on those. So those I get that. That must be so uh, weird. You could be like in the middle of something you're working on really, really hard. And all of yeah. a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute, throw all this stuff to the side. This whole new idea is going to jet over the top. Right, right. Yeah, so it's, yeah, the, the, the two that I'm working on right now, they're incredible. One of them is uh, I get to sit at the piano and play and kind of be a little belty, fun, happy song uh, that I know my grandmother would have loved. And then the other one is more of a poppy, driving, belty kind of song that's going to have a whole bunch of production around it with did all your, kinds of cool sounds. Yeah. Did your grandmother play the piano? She did. Yeah, and that's how you learned? Um, well, she inspired me, and I got a piano teacher, which, you know, I just want to tell people, those of you that take piano, if you've ever tried to take piano, stick with piano. Just stick with it. I know you don't like to practice. I know you might not even like your teacher. Maybe it's annoying. Maybe it's boring. Maybe you don't feel like, I don't have enough time to practice, but can I just tell you, keep doing it. Because later in your life, you're going to go, I should have kept going in piano. I hear everyone say that. When you can sit down and play a song, you're gonna feel so happy. You're gonna love it. Keep going. And if you wanna start it, just start it. Well. So, that's my advice. I think I'm right when I say a piano is a percussion instrument, right? Yes. Okay. It is. So in high school, in junior high, I was a percussionist. Mm. I played the tim timpani, I played yeah. the xylophone, and uh, all the percussion and Latin percussion. But I could never master the piano because I didn't have that good of a ear. And when I played the xylophone, if the notes, there were just too many notes. Mm. If you knew how to become a drummer, usually the notes are on one line, mm -hmm. unless you're playing many drums. So that's how I did it. My band teacher actually said to me in my junior year, do you want to be a drummer or do you want to be an actor? I says, I want to be an actor. And he goes, good, because you pretend to play the drums very well. <laughs> <laughs> then he took me to acting school. But um, well. the piano is just so amazing. And when you watch some people play the piano, how fast they are. And then yeah. you see these child prodigies just yes. whipping it out. And um, They worked hard for that. It's, it's a they sexy did their practice instrument. time. You know, they did their practice time. So, all right, well, this most recent song that we were talking about, yeah. and then um, tell us a little bit about what's going on with all of that and how everybody can get a chance to listen to it and see it and how I'm going to yeah. get to be one of the performers in your music video. That's right. You can be in I want a cameo video. in the music video. just want to drive by. Oh, my God, it's <laughs> April Diamond. <laughs> we can make that happen. We need a cameo by this guy. Um, Feel So Good is just that, you know, it's a fun, vibey kind of song where everybody can sing along and we sing it over and over in different ways and lots of uh, remixes to this song um, that are a lot of fun. So if you go to Spotify and you uh, look up April Diamond, you'll see the remixes. They're actually, they just hit Spotify the last few days, they're doing really good. Um, and we're getting ready to shoot a video and so I'm in the process of looking for fashion, having some things made. And uh, we're deciding what direction to go. So I'm writing out a little, little storyboard of how it's going to go. And it's kind of interesting. Um, making videos is not just about you know looking cool on screen, although you want to look cool, right? 
But you want to tell the story of the song so people like really understand what it's about. So I'm going back and forth with different ideas and we're going to definitely use some things in post to make it look cool, you know, some... Okay, so you yeah. want cars? CG. We can have cars. Cars? Mm -hmm. Fashion, you said? Fashion. Meaning like somebody has a cool fashion and you get to wear it. Me. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's do a shout out to some of those people who do exactly that. Nice. That are in my social media okay. and that are friends of mine. Mm -hmm. Mark Marino, my cousin, I hope you're watching right now. Maybe there's, Hi, a, there's an opportunity for that very fancy 1958 El Dorado Ooh. in mint condition really? to be part of this type of a, a music video. Sure. And the young lady who made some really cool clothes for me is Anna Dre. Mm -hmm. And her son is Maddie Dre of Upcycled underscore Creations. Mm -hmm. They make really, really cool stuff. So nice. they take like older jeans mm -hmm. and remodel them and throw some crazy stuff on it to make it look cool. Nice. So I'd say about maybe eight months ago, she asked me if I would like to try on a pair of her jeans. Okay. And I wore the jeans on stage in front of an audience and everybody said, wow, where'd you get that? And I says, well, some lady made the jeans for me, and she got some orders. Wow. So then she says, hey, do you want to try on this jacket? So the jacket she probably got, it was a jean jacket from, mm -hmm. let's say, a thrift store. Mm -hmm. But then they add things to it, and it makes it look super cool, right. and it's yours. You're the only one who has it. Yeah. And everybody's coming up to me going, hey, man, where'd you get that jacket? <laughs> and I'm like, well, so she on got a dray. Orders, right? uh, yes, but then they wow. went to her site. Because she makes pocketbooks and hats yes. and shoes, upcycled okay. stuff. So it worked. Mm. Because nice. then her son does social media. Mm. And they put the jacket on me, the jeans on me. And they mm. put me on a marquee in Times Square during Columbus Day. Wow. And I ended up selling out a nightclub. That's incredible. So, Anna, if you're watching, she's a lot better looking than I am. <laughs> Maybe there's something we can do here. Dress her up in my love. <laughs> That's Message Madonna. Me. DM me, April Diamond Music, here on Instagram, and April Diamond here on uh, Facebook, because I'll you share know, this. You know, you never know. You never know. It could know. be something that you really like. Either yeah. that or you don't like it, and you give it to me. <laughs> I'll have to trim the skirt a little bit. <laughs> hey. So the song in the video is the one we're talking about. Yeah, feels so good. Did you write like a script for a video? Yeah, I'm writing that out right now. So Feel So Good is about a relationship, about being with somebody and about that person sort of lighting up all the parts of your life. And, you know, I can't believe that I finally met this person. And, you know, it can be in a relationship or it can just be, you know, any friendship, whatever. There's some people in your life that you're like, man, you make my life so great. That's what I love about the song. So just deciding how, like, what direction I want to take it and who would be the other person, or maybe it's just me talking about this person. I mean, there's different ways <laughs> of looking at it. There's different ways of doing it. I'm trying to get people to vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a great oh concept because um, if you're in the video yeah. and it's not just some love interest, it's other people. Yeah. Maybe your grandmother. Uh, a cameo of a picture of your grandmother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, some uh, other people that are in your life because they're just really, really great. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not your love interest, but it's. I get that. If I didn't show the right picture, I'm pretty sure I'd hear it be haunted in the middle of the night. I don't like that picture. You should have used the other one with the bow in my hair. <laughs> Isn't that something? 
My grandmother, man. But you got to give it a try. She's still around. I did. She's around. <laughs> She's going to be the light at yeah. the end of the uh, song. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's exciting. It's really it's exciting. The ideas that we have and some of the CG we're going to use and uh, some of the cool fashions. And I'm going to have a having a bodysuit made. So it's going to look kind of I don't know. We're we'll see. We're trying some different materials. A bodysuit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I got to like. Yeah, like like Catwoman. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Maybe like we'll see. We'll see what uh, we'll see what colors and things we come up with. But uh, it shows all. So I'm like, no carbs. Yeah, well, and she's at an Workout. Italian guy's house. Good thing I didn't put the pasta on the table. No pasta. <laughs> it's so hard, man. No pasta. I love. I don't pasta. know about you, but when I'm done performing, that's when I want to go to eat. Yeah. Which is basically the worst time to eat. Oh my gosh. As soon as you're night. done, you go to bed. And you're like, Ugh. I know, but it's I so know. much fun at that time. Mm -hmm. You're still high from the show. Everybody wants to go somewhere. It's two o'clock in the morning. You're having the greatest time. Go have your then the next day you're like, oh, night. help me. Why did I do that? Yeah, I'm don't never going to do it again. Don't do it. I don't even drink alcohol. I don't even do any drugs. But the raviolis and the meatballs are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I do do that. I can't. What am I supposed to do? I love it so, so much. Good. You know, we usually eat on the show. Today I came I came home so late last night I didn't have time to go do everything that I normally would do, but I'm actually trying not to do it because we'd be bloated by now. <laughs> bloated. <laughs> she'd be pasta. like, oh. she'd be like, Yeah, we're getting ready to make a music video. How would you get these meatballs? <laughs> oh no, it won't be fitting in that today. Not if I was eating that. <laughs> Being an entertainer, so, did this cross over for you to acting? I've done some acting, yes, I have. In fact, I have a video on, if you guys go to my YouTube channel at April Diamond Official, there is, or just search in YouTube, uh, April Diamond and Jeff Goldblum. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So Jeff Goldblum, before, this is pre-pandemic actually, pre-COVID, he um, used to perform Wednesday nights at Rockwell Table and Stage. So shout out to Rockwell Table and Stage. I don't know if Jeff Goldblum still does that, but he plays jazz piano. He's an incredible musician, and as well as an actor. So uh, I had two encounters with Jeff. One where he asked me to sing the national anthem for no random reason. It's just, can you sing it? So I did that, that's on there. And then there's another, um, clip on there of me doing a cold read with Jeff Goldblum. So there's my acting audition. And by the way, it was totally cold and I had no idea what I was reading and I was in the moment. And I just want to say, I was funny. <laughs> you would be impressed. I'm impressed. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was funny. I went back and looked and I went, oh my gosh, that was funny. He turned to me and he started laughing at me. I'm like, wow. And after he came up to me, shook my hand, he said, you're a really talented lady. And I was like, thank you. That's my audition. So there's my acting audition. So he had you sing the national anthem? He did. Not at that particular time. There were a few weeks that went by that I went back on a Wednesday night and he was asking people. Should I do it? Should you? <laughs> Should I do it? The national anthem. Do you want to sing the national anthem? No, I'm not going to. I, I would sing off key, but could we get, did you ever want to, like at a baseball game, like Whitney Houston at yes. the Super Bowl? I'm about to start doing that, yeah. Yeah? So, you got first dibs. I'm starting to fill the schedule, so tell me where, I'll be there. Oh, well, okay, we'll do it right now. <laughs> right now? 
<laughs> are we are we starting the game? Oh, when the, the game? Are the neighbors? I'll go get my baseball. The Ooh. national anthem. There was so many people who did it so amazingly yeah. Oh, yeah. at the games. And oh, then there's yeah. people you feel like going, don't do that. Leave it alone. Yeah, you know, I'm fairly traditional, to be honest. There's actually, uh, there is a clip of me on my YouTube channel singing the national anthem. And what's funny is that I went to, it's a rehearsal, right? So I was in Vegas at the opening day of soccer. And the guy up in the booth was like having a sandwich, not paying attention. I don't know if he was having a sandwich. I, I'm assuming that he was because he was trying to, the, the, the manager on the field was like waving and calling and texting. He wasn't paying attention. He was playing all this boomy music going, uh, this girl needs to practice the national anthem. <laughs> and the guy's playing all the boomy music. And I'm thinking, do I need to do the remix or something? Like, yeah, but, uh, no, no, can you see? Anyway, I didn't have to do the remix. He finally turned it off. So uh, there, there's that on there. You guys can check that out. It's me singing the national anthem. Well, right now you got people crazy. requesting that you sing. And Tina Kravitz is your friend, right? Yes, yeah, she is. Because I remember I met her. She's a New Yorker. On the internet. What's up, Hi, Tina. Tina. Tina uh-oh. Now they were gonna, they're going to pay you to sing a few songs. Uh-oh. you got to pay more than that, though. Is singing a song a cappella <laughs> very difficult? Is it awkward? Um you got to know your stuff if you're singing a cappella because uh, you got to make sure you're staying you're staying in the key and you got to make sure you don't wander out of the key and it's it's not so easy. You got to no. know you got to know you got to practice, you got to be on point. Who are some of your favorite artists? Oh, well, my mother had an incredible record collection. My mom and my grandma. And they had my mom in particular, she was big on old music. She had the Beatles White Album. She had Donna Summer. She had the Diana Ross and the Supremes. I'm like, who are these people? You know, you have them. They're worth a lot of money. My those mom albums. still has them. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, she introduced me to the Bee Gees. Like I heard all this old music, all, the, and I was just like, this is so weird. So that was some of my, you know, in addition to the regular stuff I heard on the radio, I was really, my inspiration was the gospel music I heard in church, and then my mom's. Probably the biggest one was my mom playing that Donna Summer record. I was like, who is that? Who is that? Donna, Donna Summer. Summer, incredible. Like, I want to be like her when I grow up, you know? So I think I started singing her songs, and I started practicing, and I found out that she grew up singing in church, too, just like me. I'm like, hey! So, uh, yeah, that and, you know, obviously Mariah Carey. Yes, back in the day. Um, Christina Aguilera. I mean, I love... Lady Gaga, all the current stuff too. It's just a little, it's a combination of everybody. You know, I have a very broad musical taste. Like there are even a lot of opera singers that I love and musical theater performers. It's just a little bit of everything. The last flight I was on, yeah. I was watching the Whitney Houston documentary movie. Yeah. It's so heartbreaking. But man, oh man, could that girl sing. And look at the lineage. Yeah. Her cousins... Um, her mother, her, her mother, the family. Yeah. She started in the church. Yeah. Boy, could she sing. Yeah. And then tragically, it's over. Yeah. At a young age, I think it was forty-five. Unbelievable. Yeah. But being from New Jersey, of course, I love Bruce Springsteen. Mm -hmm. I love Bon Jovi. I just can't believe Bruce Springsteen could write that many songs. How many has he written? Thousands. Thousands. Yeah. 
There's thousands of songs. He's got so many hits, mm -hmm. and they just keep on coming. Sure. And here's a guy in his 70s, and he's still touring again with the E Street Band. Yeah. Well, he's used to it. That's what he loves to do, and he's really good at it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you come up with that many songs, although I think maybe people would say that there's a lot of songs are repetitive, mm. but it's about his life all the time yeah. or anybody's life. Yeah. That's why sometimes I get certain jokes to get viral exchanges because the truth yeah. is always funny. So if you put the truth in your music, <laughs> real you life know, is funny. The pain. Yeah. Um, that too. Yeah. You know, we all going to listen to a song in the car that's going to take us somewhere. True. There was a song written by a, a, a group in Italy called Rumatera. Now, I don't know any group in Italy. All of a sudden, I get an email, and it says, hey, I'm the lead singer for Rumatera. Uh -huh. uh, we put your name in one of our songs, and okay. we're coming to Los Angeles to do a music video. We want to know if you'll be you in the music video. And I was so blown away. I'm like, you <laughs> wrote about me in your song? And then I'm like, do I get wow. paid? Is that legal? Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, you can get paid. And all they said was Italian boys in L.A. Mm -hmm. And um, the way the song goes, I really don't know. It's a great song. And then all of a sudden the guy goes, I want to drink vino with Mike Marino in Encino. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? Where did they come up with this? And it came from YouTube. Yeah. Okay. They saw the jokes on YouTube. So when they came into town, they made the music video, and the guy goes, I want to drink vino with Mike Marino, and there's me sipping drinks with him. <laughs> and it's like, I'm, I'm playing me in the video. Hey. Hey. And, the, and it was really funny. They couldn't believe how nice I was. Mm -hmm. I, the, the, I was going to be stuck up. I was going to be some Hollywood celebrity. And I looked at him, and I go, why? Should I be? <laughs> Am I doing the wrong thing? Shouldn't I be thrilled no, somebody wait. in another country wrote me in their song? No, that's really cool. But you're from the East Coast, you know, you're from Jersey. There's like that home, that heart-centered kind of, you know, everybody that's from Jersey is like family, you guys. Yes. You guys are like family. Yes, we're making you family now because everybody's watching going, you know what, Marina's going to protect her the rest of her life. Oh, thank you. I'm going to be on the music video set, and yep. uh, even if I'm not in it, <laughs> we're going to run security. <laughs> we're going to do Security. Yeah. So... Um, I think this is great. Can you tell people where you're actually going to be performing live and or where we can find you all over the internet because we want everybody to stay in touch yes, with April please. Diamond. So I do a live uh, almost every day. The, last month was 30 days of April where I went live on all my social media every single day, a couple times a day. And uh, now it's uh, May, so it's I Got the Music in May. And really, it's a music month because I'm finishing the album and I'm in the studio almost every day working on tracks. So uh, when I do live performances, which are coming very soon, you guys will see them. Uh, just go to aprildiamond.com, subscribe, scroll down to the bottom of the first page, and you can subscribe to aprildiamond.com. Follow me on Instagram at aprildiamondmusic and April Diamond Official on YouTube. And I have some fun little clips on there that you guys will love. That's really great. Yeah. April Diamond Official. April she Diamond had 30 Official. days of April yeah. in April. Yeah. Because there's 30 days in April. That is correct. That was so creative. Yeah, I wish I came, came up with that. There can't even be 30 days of Michael. There's no 30 days of Marino. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got no 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 30 days. But you can make 30 days of Marino. Let's have some questions for April, everybody, because we got to get going. April is uh, trying to stay in great shape to make this music video.
but no I'm going to ruin it everything because we're going to Little Tony's Pizza as soon as... <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, let's go. I can't wait for your live performance. I'm so there, front and center. Yay. Oh, that's from your friend Tina. Yes. Here's a question from Yamam's favorite Tex-Mexi. The question's not there. Oh, mm -hmm. It must have went by. There's another podcast. Um, Jeremy, you should interview April Diamond because not only is she in the music business, she does business. He has a show about the business of business, right. show business. Mm -hmm. So we just were uh, being spotted by Jeremy Gray. Jeremy, Hello, Jeremy. Uh, get in touch with me. I think you should come to a show this Saturday night. I'll be in town, and uh, you should get in touch with April. Can I dance in one of your videos? <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> I can't wait to see that. What do you got? Um, well, I don't know when she's making her music video, and that's coming from... Uh, very yeah. soon. Hi, Mike. Hi, April. Hi, Mama. Can you help me find an agent or a manager? Oh, gosh. <laughs> what were we just talking about? Um... Can you help us? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> it's a tricky talent. It's tricky. No matter what industry you're in, singing, music, comedy, acting, talent can be the best agent for another talent. True. Because we know what's going on. Listen, I just said Jeremy Gray should have her on that show just right here, right now. And it'll probably happen. You go on another talk show. Why'd you go on a talk show? Not because of a manager or an agent, but because we're doing what we do. And by the way, it's not just a talk show. It's a talk show. There's a difference. Yes. It's a talk show. Talk. Did talk. I say talk? It's good talk. Talk show. Tina is in New York? Yes. NYC, baby. What's up? Tina, my next show in New York City is May 26 and 27. It's at a place called Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown, Long Island. Tickets are on sale right now. You could also go to MikeMarino.net and you'll see. If you guys are in town, this was a fast, fun show. A fast. It went fast? It does. Twalk show. I don't Twalk. We're looking for questions. We're only getting answers. <laughs> Everybody's learning how to speak Jersey right now. We're talking. <laughs> We're talking. We're talking. Jazz hands. <laughs> Um, this week I'm here in town, and if you want to come, All right. Thursday night I'm at Yamashiro's, which oh, is... Oh, I love a, that place. It's right. I've only been there twice. They do so comedy good. on uh, during the week. Oh, wow. And it's uh, one of the oldest, I guess, restaurants in Beverly Hills. It's all the way up on a cliff. Incredible view. It's... Amazing view. Scary view. Yeah. They make a lot of movies up there. They do. What are you coming down to the Carolinas? What did I miss? Y'all are comedy. All right, I like everybody answers questions with a, an answer, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, when are you going down to the Carolinas? I don't know. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends in the Carolinas waiting for me to come, actually. Actually. I think she's from North Carolina. She seems like she's from North Carolina, but she's not from no. California. Mike, how long have you been doing comedy? The questions are for the guest. <laughs> I've been doing stand-up for... 31 years. Really? Oh, shit. Did I just say 31? That's a long time. 31 years. I missed the whole show. I just tuned in. Oh, you can watch you the replay in a minute. Yes. Once we say goodnight, it's in stone. Yep. It's boring down here. Please bring, bring down some comedy. Some comedy. <laughs> Where? Mama Melissa. 
All right, Mama Melissa. Well, I'll tell you what. If you want to watch comedy, go to my YouTube channel, which is Mike Marino Live on YouTube. Yeah. And while we're here in town, this Thursday night, I will be at Yamashiro's. Friday night, I'll be at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. And Saturday night, I'll be right over here at the Comedy Chateau in North Hollywood on Lancashire Boulevard. The following week, Monday, I'm leaving for Dubai. I'm going to go to Dubai. I'm doing six shows. I'll be there for eight days. And when I come back, I'll be here for one day. Then I'm going to Levittown, Long Island, New York. And then on June 1st or something like that, I'm going to jump on a cruise ship, which dumps me back off here in California. See how we do it? Wow. <laughs> Got to get somebody else to pay for this shit. That's right. Oh, check this out. One of my favorite shows is writing in right now. Vinny, I hope you're watching. This is Vinny Peloton Court TV. April, do you know April Kelly from Metropolitan Records? No, I don't, but we need to chat. Hey, Vinny, thank you so much for your great comments on my work. I've been watching your show. It's unbelievable. I wish I'll go out and commit a crime so I could be on the show. <laughs> That's crime, <laughs> crime drama. Okay. Um, me and Bonnie, we're Bonnie and Clyde now. <laughs> it's a comedy musical. Look out. Look out. But um, thank you so much for writing in. It's nice to see you, Vinny. And that's so awesome. Have a great time in Dubai. Well, listen, folks, we got to get going. It was so nice having April come over and be on the show tonight. Thanks for having me. This was, this was fun. Absolutely. I'm glad Love you it. had a good time. Yeah. You know how to stay in touch with April. She's probably going to call me on a morning walk in a couple of days if she feels like getting up early in the morning with yeah, me. That I'm would be that. really, really cool. Hi, Mike. Let's North Jersey, it. you need you back. I'll be back in Jersey very, very soon. So listen, we got to get going. Let's do a nice big shout out and thank you to my producer, Tatiana Blueshell, for always making this a great show and getting in touch with great guests and make sure we're off on time. Thank you so much more for the cash. Brian, another thank 100 you. stars. Live from my mother's basement, folks. You can watch it and listen to it all the time on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Anchor. We're now available to listen to us on Italian-American radio in New York City. So, Tina, make sure you listen in. Um, on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, send me some money on Patreon. I could use it. Nice. Uh, we got to get going. Remember, folks, let's make America Italian again, shall we? You know the motto. You don't know nothing, you don't see nothing, you don't say nothing. And how do I end every single one of my broadcasts by saying the same thing with my guest? Don't take no shit from nobody. Okay. You ready? Don't, don't take, take no, no shit from, from nobody. nobody. <laughs> <laughs> she bleeped her own shit. That was hilarious. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Live from My Mother's Basement with me, Mike Marino. Make sure you log on to all my social media at Mike Marino Live on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.